Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 393. Lots of stuff that we talked about today. Yeah. At least comic book side. No. Brett killed a guy. (laughs) (laughs) With the trident. (laughs) Uh, Talked some zombies and Halloween-ness. Yeah. It was spooky. We got spooky. That's all I'm going to say. Fucking spooky. Spooky. Remember that you have a skeleton inside of you at all times. It can burst out at any moment. We're all skeleton on the inside. Or exoskeleton. T-1000. Talked a little bit about that. When you get calluses on your fingers. I got an exoskeleton. (laughs) Talked a lot about sequels and twos and lots of other stuff. You'll just have to listen to find out. Mm. Plenty of news. Plenty of comics. Plenty of adventure. Excitement. I made Tony unhappy. I I did another uh, symbiote book. (laughs) It's very easy to make him unhappy. (laughs) It's also very easy to... Don't talk about Game of Thrones. I was going to (laughs) say, but I was happy. (laughs) Way to bring it back up, (laughs) Liz. Tony's favorite news happened this week. Yeah, so with that, uh, grab a cold one and enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 393. Same as it ever was. Um, making these things up? No. <laughs> Leah Sadeau, Margaret Qualley. Sure. Tommy Earl Jenkins, Troy great, Baker, great cast. Lindsay Wagner, they all and they all did. Uh, Harry Balls, <laughs> Mike Hunt. Yeah, yeah, they're in those there. are actually real people. <laughs> yeah. I was uh, named after Lindsay Wagner. Fun fact. Lindsay Wagner, really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, then you definitely have to play this game. She's <laughs> literally. I still want to know game. about what wait, the wait. hell the game is about. No. What Lindsay Wagner, the actress yes. or the Playboy model? The actress. <laughs> okay. Well, she's the, bionic, the bionic woman. Mm. The bionic woman. <laughs> they are not the same. I don't see a picture of Lindsay Wagner, though. Uh, she's from Omaha. Turn turn off your not safe for work filter. <laughs> 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 uh, did you guys have a fun Halloween? It no. snowed, so no. I literally was It stopped for Halloween. like half an hour, so... Yeah, did you trick or treat? Yes, with the little kids, yeah. with my brother's kids. I actually had a really big party after Halloween at my place. It was sweet. Oh, thanks for the invite, Dick. Right? You wouldn't have liked it. You wouldn't have fit in. <laughs> Did people dress up? Uh, I assume. I was on too many drugs. <laughs> yeah. Well. Again, where was so my invite? I was told I had a good time. <laughs> no one would have known who I was. So here's the thing. It was a killer party. It was actually just Charles and all of his personalities. There was no <laughs> which, one else there. Which are just dolls that I bought from different garage sales throughout the You're summer. like, Joe, my man. He has his it own personal fight club of 30 tea. people. <laughs> like, no one in this party about. helps me clean up. I have to clean up everything by myself. Get up off your ass. <laughs> Lindsay, did you dress up as anything? No. Anthony? No. I did uh, the onesie this year. I went as a, but this would have been like two weeks ago. Well, week and a half ago. The all the parties I did were the week before Halloween. I had that Superman um, shirt that I think with the cape. Oh, like, yeah. I bought a Hot Topic like it's like a t-shirt. Yeah. Shirt. Yep. I wore my wore it to work and then my school Xavier School for Gifted Youngsters like cardigan to work. So I was like low key, I guess, dressed. I don't care anymore. I was just a giant <laughs> trash bag. Yeah, you were the last season of Game of Thrones. 
You agree. Yes. <laughs> you, Yay. You, you had a thing on your trash bag you that said Game yeah. of Thrones. So you I had don't an know. instructional <laughs> message. You on stole that from the internet. <clears throat> I had my original costume <laughs> underneath it, though. Which was? Uh, which pretty much was I wore a Game of Thrones t-shirt. But it said this uh, costume took as much time and creativity as oh. the last season. As the, yeah, as yeah, they created. Like people had to read that on your shirt? That's why I did yeah. something simpler <laughs> to just a trash bag. But then halfway through, I took. That's what they would spend the whole oh time my God. doing. Oh, my God. Speaking of Game of Thrones, though, those guys who are going to do the Star Wars. We'll get to shit, that shit. We'll get to story. that shit. Let's still I'm sorry, knock I, on season I'm excited eight and how bad to talk it was. About that and because none of the Game of Thrones bullshit. Only to one. One couple at a party uh, that I ran into Agreed. thought it was good, yeah. and those people don't know shit. So <laughs> I'm taking a 15 minute break. <laughs> you did to me. <laughs> the one thing I do wish, because I like the extra things in all my costumes that I had not thought of, but my friend said I should have had a been drinking out of a Starbucks, Starbucks cup. cup. Yeah, that really lost an oh, opportunity that. there. Speaking of which, did you see the news? I care about that. <laughs> That's what? Uh, I actually saw. A, she was doing a conversation with some... Oh, Amelia Clark. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't hers. Um, one of the other... The guy who plays... Barris. Yes. Yeah. It was his coffee cup. And he, he admitted it. to it. He admitted yeah. it to her like a month or two after yeah. it happened. And he was like, I didn't want to say anything because you were taking all the heat. It's like, what a dick. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, the coffee cup ain't even the worst thing that happened no. in that season, but these guys are hacks. And... Everyone was so scared of what they're going to do with Star Wars, Ooh. but the world can Ooh, rejoice. D&D, yeah. man. Did they do <laughs> D &D. the whole series Dumb of Dumber? Game of Thrones? <laughs> yes, and the only, the one... So, like, they're hacks now because they fucked up one season? Is that what we're going uh, with? They, they can't write. They had source material. <laughs> uh, Martin it, had written a couple mean? of those episodes. <laughs> Are they not hacks? <laughs> Any of the hacks? episodes that were sucky were all them. Okay. Uh, the ones that were actually decent... Was someone it's else writing from? Okay. When they're given unlimited money and unlimited resources, hey, do you guys want some more writers? Hey, do you guys want to extend this for more time? And they say, no, nah, we're going to do it. Yeah. But I think the most damning came about when they were just at a uh, Comic-Con. So <laughs> what? Nothing. He's so happy he gets to talk about this right now. I know. Let's move on to they are not doing the Star Wars thing. and then <laughs> Yeah, so they have been now fired. Now, they say that fired. they had I left. Think, yeah. Uh, so there's a difference the only between. News that I ever got was that they left because, but but being fired, <laughs> I like that plan. <laughs> okay, that at a uh, recent uh, film festival, I believe it was in Australia, they were asked some questions about um, what you know people or what they thought of the series and everything like that, and ultimately they kind of just got down to. We were we were trying to take away the the fantasy elements. We we're trying to make this for NFL players and moms. Oh, yeah. That's what I read too. And also, we didn't really have a knowledge of going into this. We don't even know why they picked us up after the trash of the first pilot episode. They pretty much were shitting on all the fans. Pretty much saying we didn't care. It doesn't make any sense. We kind of like, forgot. Try to make something that NFL players or moms would like. Because they're already invested into it. If they NFL if players the love fantasy, season, they play fantasy football. Yeah, like, if, they, if they made it to the second to last season, then they're already fans of what exactly what's honestly, happening. These guys I mean, just don't know what they're doing. Uh, they another big thing, uh, DB Weiss just uh, made that Gemini Man movie, and we briefly talked about it. I think last week, how that has bombed at the 
box like office. The Will Smith one. Yeah, yeah bombed hard. So well, because the story made no that. fucking sense, and the writing made no fucking sense. Again, these guys don't know how to get from point A to B <clears throat> without subverting expectations and making movie D over here. Like they just suck. I and think the key the key is like you said that if they have other people doing the plot work. They can make a decent movie or show. Like it looks great. It's got great effects. Um, oh, they're like the Spice Girls. Pretty well done. <laughs> yeah. They they just need a full team of Spice Girls. Yes, they are not sporty and and uh, scary spice together. They can't no, no, do no. anything without yeah. the whole team. Well, big thing that boys why they rushed the last season is because they wanted to go get doing their Star Wars movies because they had Star Wars money. But now the other thing that has come up is that Netflix has given them a ton of money. So they're leaving Star Wars to then go do their Netflix shows. <clears throat> There's a lot of these guys are just chasing money, which means they don't really give a shit about their work, their art. Secondly, yes, they say they quit Star Wars. They have contracts. Disney had to kind of be like, we don't want you anymore. And after listening to all this stuff, the hatred <laughs> of fans, Star Wars already is having a trouble with... with um, you know, their fans and their movies. They got a big step. Do they really want to take on this toxic relationship with these guys? So I'm pretty sure they're like, we'll let you say that you're leaving, but we're not having you do these Star Wars movies. Save face and go. Ultimately, I'm I'm so happy. That... Do we know who's going to replace them yet? No, Maybe but we... they were going to do, because now that the Skywalker series is going to end. Tony and I are working on everything. <laughs> You guys want to join? Oh us? God! <laughs> we have a direct line to Kathleen Kennedy, who's in charge of it all. I'm te- she's texting me now. <laughs> now there's oh, been some other Game of Thrones uh, news as well. Two of which for HBO. One of which was the show that both Dumb and Dumber had come up with has been canceled. No one wants to touch that shit. No one cares about the White Walkers anymore. No one cares about any of the, any of that. I can't go back and watch the show. However, George R. R. Martin has a show that he created for them. Dragon House or whatever? Uh, House of Targaryen, or House or, of the Dragon, I yeah, believe. Yeah, <clears throat> I think that's it. And he's going to be making sure that it Never follows, happens again. <laughs> follows the story that he wants to be told. He's like, I got my Adderall prescription back. <laughs> 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 I'm in it for the long haul, kids. <laughs> So one of the big things that he had said when they had announced this uh, House of the Dragon um, show, which obviously is not going to go back to the building of the wall and everything else, but he says how he wants to write an episode or two. And that's pretty much pissing a lot of people off. Write the fucking book before you write an episode. <laughs> yeah. But he, he corrected himself and said, I want to do this, but I, I made a promise that I will not do that until I finish this book. Does that give us more hope that he really wants to write I don't part think of the he series? wants to write nope. the book. I just think he's done writing the book, and he's just holding people's hopes out because he's like, it'll make me a lot of money. I guess I'll just write the book, maybe. He could do anything he wanted, and it would still be better than the shit show we got to watch. So just finish it. What if he just writes the novelization of the last season of Game of Thrones? Ooh. Right? Well, the man's looking at his legacy. <laughs> I said he could do anything but that storyline, and it would be better. Oh, okay. All right. Tony's having, like, a crisis. He's like, uh, uh. I almost saw him run out the room. <laughs> oh, so. 
Moving on. Concurrent size, both for different reasons. <laughs> you want to stick with news? <laughs> no, we'll get into some books. Okay. Lens. Yeah. Start us off. Um, do I have to? Okay, fine. I will. Um, I actually read a bunch of them. So I'm going to start with Basket Full of Heads because what a fun little Halloween story to read. Uh, written by Joe Hill um, of Stephen King lineage for DC. They're Hill House comics, like mini boutique run that they're doing. Um, so this book didn't really go anywhere right away. Like the very beginning, you see this person walking on a bridge with a basket that's covered and you know there's something in it because whatever's in it is talking to each other and judging by the name of the comic I assume that it's probably heads two heads having a conversation right or three <laughs> maybe possibly I don't know and then it flashes back to like the beginning of what this story will be how do these heads get in this bag <laughs> it takes place in is like there a, a cat in there too? resort island in Maine because the Kings in the Hills love Maine. I don't know if it's just because nobody lives there so they can just run wild with all the crazy stories that they do. Um, but it's the end of the summer and this guy who had worked there for the summer is like police help. I didn't know you could just volunteer to be a police officer. I thought you had to go through training and stuff for that but he was Usually, like yeah. a volunteer <laughs> police officer for the summer. I need to beat up the public. What can I do? I'll be a police officer. <laughs> And it's just, there's this him and his girlfriend who drove up to see him for the last day of summer and help him move back. Just a whole conversation between them, like driving around the island, and then all of a sudden they come up to this thing that's happening. Uh, the police are everywhere. There's a Shawshank bus, plea, or prison bus that is on the side of the road. Oh, referencing. Yeah. Mm, so, <laughs> so a bunch or a couple of inmates have escaped, and that's kind of where this whole thing starts. You know, they're worried about what's going to happen with the inmates and all this stuff. And it's just like it kind of turns into a like a spooky like what's gonna happen sort of night for everybody because they don't know if the inmates are violent the type of inmates that escaped were th for things like you know petty theft and stuff like that but you know after being in Shawshank for a while people will do anything mm -hmm. so <laughs> who knows what's gonna happen but <clears throat> I think the real piece that kind of lets you know what the story is going to be about is when they go to the police chief's house, who lives in a giant mansion, somehow. Um, Does it like look like a haunted type mansion? No, it's just a giant palatial island mansion that all police chiefs have, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> Ours does. <laughs> yeah. So it sets them apart from the rest of the boys. <laughs> right, right. Um, he has this whole room dedicated to, like, Norse mythology and artifacts, because apparently he's Norse and is very proud of his lineage. Uh, and there's this axe that they focus on that when the girlfriend looks at it, like, turns red. So clearly, is that's the axe from the beginning of the book, and there's something weird about it. The axe cuts off the heads. Probably. Oh. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> and must keep them alive still because they're talking to each other in this basket. Mm, magic. Talking heads. Yeah. Magic. Yeah. <laughs> it's the origin story singing. of that band. <laughs> <laughs> um, but 
So, yeah, I mean, all of this sounds completely ridiculous, and it is, but because it's being told by Joe Hill, it seems just creepy. So, I kind of want to see what's happening with the heads in the basket. Like, I want to get to that point in the story to see what's going on, why are they still alive, who's the person in the raincoat that's carrying them, that sort of stuff. So, it I mean, it just kind of ends there. There's no, There's no real, like story peak in this at all. It's just kind of the beginning of the tale. So, it was pretty good. It was fun to read for a for a Halloween weekend sort of tale. <clears throat> Were you spooked? I was not spooked. Oh, that's okay. I don't get spooked easily, though. That's fine. <laughs> um, I also read Killer Smile mm. from Jeff Lemire. Did you read this one, Tony? Mm-hmm. No. Anybody else? Didn't even hear of it. Oh, no, I heard about it. Yeah. I didn't pick it up, though. It's a it's a black label book. Unlike all other black label books, though, this one was a very reasonable size. Is it a Joker one? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. It is, it's Joker Killer Smile. Okay. Oh, well, that, um, that really would have told me it's a Joker book. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's only 34 pages long, which is, like, short for a black label book. Most of them are, like, 60. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is... I mean, it's kind of just like your normal Joker story. Like, he's talking about why he wants to, why he's the Joker. All he wants out of life is to make art and see people smile and stuff like that. And it's him talking to this shrink who says he's going to cure him. So it's going to be one of those, you know, shrink and Joker sort of. But it's a dude. (laughs) It's a dude. It's a dude, you know. Who's the who's the shrink? And I thought it was interesting because at one point the person who's running Arkham is like, we don't want to lose another one of you to the Joker because they always end up turning. He's so just. He's offering some kind of goal. I don't know something. What it is, but... I I don't know. But <clears throat> the best part about this book, in my opinion, is the art. It's just very well done. Very like dark and gritty but also super colorful because whenever the joker is involved they really just throw color at the page they do a lot of um word balloon type things like sound effects and stuff but they do images within them to add more to the story there's this whole scene where the joker had uh sealed a train shot and filled it with water and fish and the whole panel, there's just, like, little outlines of fish and stuff, really terrible, horrible stuff going on in the little fish panels that are swimming throughout the <laughs> the page. Um, and all the little fish have, like, Joker smiles on them It's and teeth, like human teeth. It's very oh, terrifying. I've, I've actually, they've drawn that before. Yeah. I've seen it. And oh, it's... super creepy. So <laughs> they're, they're super creepy. Fish. And there's also this story that's within this, like a kid's story, that the the psychiatrist goes home and he's reading to his kid, and it's about this town called Happyville and how all the people in Happyville are happy, except for the last week of the month when Mr. Smiles comes to town and starts decapitating all the little people who live in Happyville. And it's like, clearly the Joker got that into his house somehow, because when he goes back the next day, the Joker is referencing the story directly drawing pictures of the story on his wall and stuff like that. So to me, not anything super out of the ordinary for a Joker tale, but, uh, I think it'll, I think it'll really get into the, 
the the maybe a little bit hopefully more into the psyche of the Joker. I hope. I mean, it's hard. You just never know if it's real or not when it comes to the Joker. Um, I really I love everything Jeff Lemire does. So I thought it was really good. But. Charles, did you read anything? Uh, yeah, I read Venom uh, 19 with a, just a tie-in with the Absolute Carnage, of course. Has that ended yet? I have not really read much of the Absolute Carnage. It's getting stuff. like super, like really exciting. Like Venom and Carnage are in the same room, you know? That's fun <laughs> for me. Uh, this one's different. Um, it, I, I'm not really sure. I really need to read these a lot, a lot more because there's so many things going on. There's a Carnage that is being... Um, <laughs> Uh, the symbiote is on Norman Osborn, you know, and uh, I like to watch the the one with them. Um, well, there's Captain America involved and stuff. Everybody's like sort of in the same room at the same moment. It's pretty fun, but it doesn't. It's not that exciting. It's like when when's it gonna happen? When's it gonna happen? Please let it happen. There's so many like codexes, code codices together. Codex, codexes, codices. codices. Yeah, yeah. Both right. Yeah. yeah. So um. It picks up with another comic that I was I read or reported on before, which was uh, Venom, Scorpion, uh, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, and uh, and and Carnage all fighting stuff, and Miles Morales gets captured, uh, you know, put the symbiote on him and stuff, and basically turned and goes with Carnage, um, and uh, Venom and Scorpion sort of get away, but right after the uh, Carnage had reached into. Scorpion's uh, spine and taking the the codex out, which was like, oh shit, this guy's mm-hmm. fucked. Um, what, what what I saw though, like earlier in that last comic though, he was pretty self centered. He left Miles Morales uh, and used him, like put him in front of the way to take an impact or something like that, like an asshole, like a real villain. But in this <laughs> one, he just gets he just gets the codex uh, taken out of his spine and he's worried about the kid, which was interesting, like. And that's all they said about that. <laughs> and so Miles gets taken away, and then it uh, flashes to uh, um, Eddie's thinking about his son, who who thinks he's his brother. Uh, what's his name? Shoot. Uh, who, Eddie's brother? No. Yeah. No, Eddie's, Eddie's son. son. Dylan. Oh, Dylan, okay. Dylan, yeah. So Dylan is with Captain America, Spider-Man, The Thing, and Wolverine. And they're all running from the symbiote on the um, uh, Mr. Fantastic, the... Um, that the futuristic oh, the one. leader? Oh, right. the maker? The maker. maker, yes. One of those mm-hmm. fucking, yeah. And it looks like a lot of fun. Um, everybody's getting beat up. They're not winning at all, you know. And Dylan ends up running with this other kid into this room. I don't know what the room is all about, but it's the creator's room or something like that. And there's a symbiote sitting inside of a um, inside of a, a jar. And he's like, they need backup. And he's like, opens it up. And the symbiote goes to get on Dylan. And he's like, recoils or is like uh, forced away. He's like, what are you? And then Dylan's like, I don't know. And then it shows them a second later joining the um, the battle. And Dylan's just got these weird eyes and this like weird mist coming out of his eyes too. And he's got like a makeshift leash, or maybe it's a part of the symbiote. It looks like a leash. And the symbiote has become like his dog creature, like a big wolf. And it goes into battle and all it does is run up to the creator and like slobbers all over him and then runs away. Mm. <laughs> and, and Hawkeye had just joined the fight. Um, he he drove a jeep into the uh, this guy the creator is am I saying that right the maker the maker sorry <laughs> that's the maker <laughs> there we go that, one of those verbs that's a name <laughs> and then um, so he's he's there and what comes this like the, this moment where um, 
the kid, Dylan, explains, no, 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 that's not slobber. That's napalm. And then Hawkeye grabs a flaming arrow and shoots oh. at him and pretty much takes him out. But it looks like he's destroyed. And then there's a hole in the ground. And he of has course. escaped. Yeah. You know. Classic um, anime exit, too. <laughs> so <laughs> so there's nothing, there's nothing um, revealed about the symbiote relationship with Dylan except for that the symbiote says, you know it's not right to control people like that. And that's all he says about it. And then he says, so why did you pick a dog? And he's like, well, I I don't know. I saw it in a movie or I saw it. No, I saw my, I saw Eddie Brock do it one time, sort of. Changed into a dog, I don't know. And he thought of that. And then he goes, are you a dark person? He's like, I'm not a dark person. He turns into the little symbiote, turns into a cat. He says, how about this? He goes, that's much better. And then Eddie Brock with the Venom costume shows up. And he's like, and they hug. And the symbiote sort of slinks, or you know, whatever, hides. hides hides away into the shadows. And he goes, they're actually they can talk telepathically, I guess. And he goes, Eddie, I just I hope I want to ask one thing. When are you gonna tell Eddie or uh, Dylan? I'm gonna ask one thing. When are you gonna tell Eddie what you are? And that was it. Ooh. So there's something really cool there. I just want to I really want to know what it is. I you, keep on touching the you'll table find out in the next episode. Yeah. The next ball. episode, <laughs> Charles. I want to give you a challenge. <clears throat> Next week, I want you to review an image book. Any image book. Just not symbiote-related stuff. But he loves it. Why do I... I mean... I want him to expand his yeah, fuck mind. You. I'm going to do both. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, bring two books. Fuck your rules, Nick. Oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> you, oh, man. You kept it. Kept it clean. All right. Uh, I have a couple books to quick go over. Uh... First one is Marvel Zombies Resurrection. Now, the Marvel Zombie books have always been fun, and they go into kind of dark. It's it's not the main Marvel universe because pretty much everyone gets destroyed, and when the super-powered people have, well, zombie virus, uh, good luck with that, especially if Wolverine gets it, and he can resist it a bit, but once he finally turns... There's really no stopping a zombified uh, Wolverine. Put put into perspective also having Captain Marvel, having um, Gladiator, having all these cosmic beings. That's what happened with the other stories. I thought this was going to be a little bit slower going, which it starts off with they find Galactus out right outside the solar system. Looks like he was coming here, but then he just stopped. Well, why did he just stop, you know? Uh... A group of... Shows him into like a diner eating some... <laughs> well, the big thing is... <laughs> some little planet sandwich. You have Tony and Reed and Beast um, and, and Cap talking about that very thing. Like, if he was coming, you know, we've stopped him many times before. He wouldn't be coming back to Earth unless he had something new or bigger that could stop, you know, the Earth's mightiest uh, heroes. So that that's the first question. But then why did he just stop? And then they're thinking, well... I don't know, but some images kind of just show him just being just out there. Does he need help? And they also got a, a recorded message from uh, Carol Danvers of need help, come out here. And so they decided to take uh, some people out to investigate. While there, Reed does what Reed does, which is, hey, he's he's dead, but we need to take some sample, tissue samples. Let's follow it to the source. And it's like right there and then it's like, <coughs> no, we as a reader know he's probably a zombie or something, but get the fuck out of there. And that's when you find out that 
someone has been using... He, he's been dead for quite a while. They've been using him as a ship. Oh. <laughs> and then you start finding out some of these other heroes that are now zombies were hidden. Uh, Carol was already zombified to lure these heroes out here. And then shit just starts hitting the fan. Now, one of the things that I want to find out is how it seemed like Logan already has knows the smell of these things because right away he kind of realized shit we need to get out of here and then they kind of start breaking through the walls and everything some of these fight scenes though are just them just getting annihilated and eaten um i loved it it was great it was definitely in the nitty-gritty and something that you don't expect now granted they already have some pretty powerful heroes here that are already zombies so they're going to crash land on Earth. Who's really going to, you know, stand up against them? Is there going to be really a fight going on? Or is it going to be like most of the other Marvel zombie books where it's just total annihilation? <clears throat> One of the most gut-wrenching things was when Sue Storm turned. She uh, pretty much, her and Reed were trying to get out of there. And she stopped him with a force bubble. And she pretty much goes, this is all your fault. You know, you had to come and see. You had to get a closer look. Yep. And then she kind of bites him off panel, and it's really good. Other book that I want to talk about is Deceased, number six, which is the ending of DC's zombie mm -hmm. virus thing that they have going on with the anti-life uh, equation. Right it's Halloween. Zombies are in this year. It's like Zombies movies, are in. You know? It's like um, uh, Armageddon and Deep Impact. Yeah. Just, we gotta do the same thing, guys. <laughs> Plus they're doing it with the dark tales of whatever. The what ifs, right? Oh, yeah. The dark tales of the DC, right? Sorry. Well, they've always had other else worlds, but you will find that a lot in comic books, copying one thing or another. Now, granted, you could say Marvel Zombies came first, so Deceased was based off that, but then Marvel's like, oh, shit, they're coming out with we gotta resurrect our well, Marvel zombies. Marvel zombies, and then there was the the one they did with the um, God, the Black Lanterns. Those were that was like a mm -hmm. whole zombie sort of event. Wasn't oh, Darkest it? Night. Yeah, mm -hmm. ish. Yeah. I mean, they weren't. Yeah, but by the end of that, though, they were able to gain the power of friendship and all became <laughs> yes human again. So that was a little bit different. My Little Ponies win again. <laughs> so in deceased number five, at the end of it. Uh, one of the flashes had turned and that was what they were most afraid of. Someone that quickly could pretty much infect the entire world and they're fucked. Yeah. Except for having Superman. So he goes and he battles and he pretty much rips uh, their head off except for his ribs got poked and he was starting to turn and he was trying to get out of Earth and trying to... His ribs got poked by what? By claws. the zombie, like the claws. Claws so, count, you don't have to just have bites. You know, well, just like blood, thing. yeah, going down yeah. everywhere. It He got infected, ultimately. Just ridiculous. Just I ridiculous. know. The whole sorry, zombie thing is totally plausible, except for that. in there, or what? So, he was trying to get away, and it was too late, and then it ended with him just, like, turning into a zombie. This started off right after that of, oh, shit, we need to get everyone off of Earth. They've been building these arcs. Uh, a big person that's been a part of this is Poison Ivy because some of the forces within different uh, comic book realms, there's the Phoenix Force, you know, the Power Cosmic. Within DC, they have the Green, which is uh, Swamp Thing, 
Um, Poison Ivy can tap into it and everything. She pretty much turned Gotham into a plant. Like, it was just stopping everyone from coming in. No one could get through it because she was in touch with Mother Earth. So they were hiding people there. And then on, uh, was it Themyscira? Where uh, Wonder Woman's from. Those were the two last bastions of humanity where they tried to get everyone there while shit was going on. And they're trying to get these two arcs to leave Earth now, but Superman's pretty damn quick, so they needed to come up with a way to stop him. Good tonight. <coughs> yes. And <laughs> I mean so, so Batman <laughs> Batman has always had his backup plans to stop everyone. And yeah. within like I think it was the first, maybe it was the second issue, Batman is dead in this world, along with a lot of, a lot of other superheroes. So his son has taken over, and he brought out the zip drive. Batman's plan. Zip drive. Pretty much of stopping <laughs> Bruce. Guys, I got it. And one of which was, you it know... It says here kryptonite. That's, that was weird. <laughs> Honestly, that's what kind of it is. Wait, Charles, did you write that? <laughs> Except for they were talking about turning, breaking it down and turning it into like a gas so that they put it in a large area yeah. and then they could fight them and that would slow them down more than just having it. They kind of swerved from that because yeah. Wonder Woman was like, well, we've always known, uh, or Batman's plans were never to kill though. They were to mm-hmm. incapacitate. So Wonder Woman goes, the two things that can hurt him, kryptonite and magic, and she has a magical sword. So what they did was did some forging and put kryptonite into her sword because she's going for the lethal blow. Mm-hmm. She knows what has to be done. So where the, Batman's plan was to slow him down. She's like, we need to have this. So she has this cool, awesome kryptonite magic head. sword. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and they're going to go off on, on their own. Now, uh, Green Arrow is kind of pissed because he was asking what kind of plan Batman had to stop him. And they're like, you you, you don't have one. And he's like, what? He, he wouldn't come up with one for me? And they're like, why? Yeah. Uh, felt sad for him. Just a human. <laughs> Black Canary kind of just consoles him and goes, "They're there." However, there is a scene later on when uh, Aquaman was already infected mm-hmm. and raised this kraken, and when this kraken came up out of there to uh, hit uh, Themyscira and everything, and the people are coming from the deep, all of a sudden Hawkeye shoots. There's an arrow that goes through Aquaman, and he goes. And Batman didn't think I could be dangerous. Just fired an arrow half a mile through raging winds into the brain of the undead king of the sea while he was controlling the damn Kraken. And then he dies. Fuck you, Batman. (laughs) (laughs) But it's bleeped out. But that's what... I was like, that was a cool redeeming moment for Green Arrow. Having... Yeah. Actually contributed. It would have been better if immediately he died. (laughs) He's been like... If he... Oh. (laughs) I did it. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> Message for you, sir. It turned. It it did not have a necessarily happy ending. It had a really good ending. I liked where it went, and without giving it away, it was a really good zombie. Book. <coughs> have any of these zombies? I mean, other than the Black Lantern friendship, has anybody? Any of these zombies turned out good? Yeah, I was like, asking. About, I wanted to know about the, the Marvel zombies. zombies did, like someone could think run. for themselves, like Peter Parker at one point was well, able to like stop. Yeah, so being at a the dick. end of this book, mm-hmm. um, Cyborg, who was kind of the uh, patient zero for the anti-life equation, killing everyone, uh, had uh, 
so during the battle when uh, Wonder Woman had her sword and everything and was fighting Superman, she she did some work and damage, chopped off his arm, but he, she also got bit as well, and she was turning. Um, the arcs are going away. Ultimately, Superman went into the sun is kind of just chilling in there. Um, because the zombie, whole well, here's the thing: Superman's chilling in the sun. Yes. Okay. The whole Green sun? Lantern uh, core, like everyone came to Earth, and they're like, we're quarantining the sector. A Green Lantern is pretty damn powerful, but having almost all of them, mm-hmm. plus their guardian, even that's kind of a hard time for Superman. And that's where Superman decided, all right, I'm not going to fight. I'm just going to go in the sun. And what they're saying is kind of a cop out to possibly it could come back at some point. Was he's going to go? He's going to burn out the sun. It's going to go dormant. They found an Earth too, and everything. But Wonder Woman lands on Earth where Cyborg still is there. He wanted to get off, but then realized, oh, he can't because he always has the virus within him, even though he is he's a human. Carrier, he, but yeah. yeah, he's a carrier, but he can't ever turn. Hmm. He has her ro- roped up in the Lasso of Truth. She's a zombie, and it was kind of a cool storytelling mechanism of like, can you mm-hmm. talk? Mm-hmm. And with the rope, she was able to kind of overcome the brains and kind of started just explaining yes and he goes is there a cure she's like there's no cure for death death is death but then explained he was kind of the cure because he's the patient zero the on off switch there's no cure you're the cure though <laughs> you're a cure well, she said there's no cure for death but for what was going on yeah she implied it she took the question as i'm gonna tell the truth and say death is inevitable. It's like, yeah. all right, stop being poetic. <laughs> but then she escapes and she pretty much kills Cyborg, so there's no cure. Yeah. I killed the cure, even though he wasn't a cure. <laughs> you want to listen to the cure? <laughs> <laughs> How many offhand... Uh, cure references? No, like band references can we make during this podcast? <laughs> I'm making a talking head. <laughs> Oh, so uh, those were good. Poison. The last thing that I want to just briefly touch on uh, is Fantastic Four Grand Design number one. Now, I talked about it last week of it was coming out, and it was a much-needed read. This is one of those much-needed reads, just like <laughs> the history of the Marvel Universe that did a wonderful job of explaining all that happened. This is obviously taken base of the Fantastic Four books. And the Fantastic Four books are Marvel. Like, where the X-Men, sure, they've had a lot of adventures. Almost anything that the Fantastic Four does has touched on everything within the Marvel cosmos. So much so that within the first couple pages, it says the story of the Fantastic Four is the story of the universe. Monsters ruled the Earth. One day gods arrived, leaving their mark upon the world. This is getting into Celestials. This is getting into Eternals. It's getting into Inhumans. There's Black Panther that shows up. There's Namor. This is all within the first book. And it was just so good. It was riveting. I know these stories already, but I liked just reading this condensed version. You didn't need to read 100 plus stories to get what's going on. It's just like a casual conversation or Thursday well, with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly what it is. And, and sometimes you got to hang in there a little bit to really understand what he's talking about. Uh, <laughs> um, I was very confused at the very beginning of this book because it does go through a lot of stuff very quickly. The X-Men one I read and I completely got, but that's because I know all of the history of the X-Men. 
this one, because it starts in the past and goes through all, like, the Fantastic Fours in the past, but that's actually the Fantastic Four in the past, but they don't start it like that. Like, it just kind of, like, it starts at the beginning of time and goes forward, and the Fantastic Four have gone to the past in the books, so in the past they're there, even though it's in the past. So it's just a bunch, and then it's just... What also, it's kind so of fast. It the way to explain the story, because there's <laughs> stuff that happened in the books that were always set up as the past. So let's say halfway through this book is when they finally get their powers, but we're seeing other adventures in time going forward from... If I could turn back time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my favorite panel in this book, though, was when they were like trying to make a name for themselves, so they were doing publicity and stuff, and you run into this whole, like, they're even making comic books about them, and there was, like, Stan and, and Jack did a comic book about them, and even throws them into, like, they get a phone call or Dr. Doom shows up at their place and is like, Mr. Lee, I need you to make a phone call. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's Stan. Um, so I thought that was very cute. I also really love this very seductive pose <coughs> they've drawn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> what is happening there? Who is that? Who's the green man with the That sexy... one, I don't remember. He, he, they make a mention of him of, like, they they say they got him to leave town by getting him to say his name backwards or something. It's not Mixel Pixel. It's not because that. Or Mixel Pixel That's a DC character, but he's very he seems very similar to him, and I didn't know who he was, and I was very confused. But the fact that you don't know who he is makes me feel better. It's very seductive, though. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that I I well here's the thing go getting in with this uh, book. Almost every page is 25 different panels. Mm -hmm. Some blend in, but average about 20 panels per page. That's that's a lot of reading. Like that's yes. a lot of like exposition going on. And uh, yes, the more you can get out of a book, the mm -hmm. better. And so, just like the history of Marvel Universe, in the back of these pages is uh, explaining what happened, where references are for page one, for page two. And I love that, that you could then go back and read those actual books of where they're pulling this information from. Uh, obviously, the, the first page, which most people wouldn't get until you started reading it and kind of know, is it's pretty much uh, Galen, Galactus, being born and turned into Galactus at the beginning of time. Because obviously he is big within Fantastic Four. Mm -hmm. That's how they wanted to start this off with because he is technically the first being besides the Watchers and certain other people that came to this world. And that's how they started off. And it explains where he first appeared um, and many other books that you <laughs> so can get those stories. So this is kind of like a History of the Marvel Universe Fantastic Four. Edition, yeah. 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 Like Hyper, you think they're going to do this with more? <clears throat> they, they seem to be going yeah. good, these grand designs. Oh. Yes and no. I could see them doing an Avengers one. Or Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man would be a good one, but it, how how far in they can grasp into things, because a Doctor Strange one, uh, I guess that could be... Looking at some of the main yeah. people, yes. But when you have an Ant-Man one, they probably wouldn't do. No. They'd just be collected in an Avengers. I think, too, I, I think it has to have be a comic that has, like... 
connection to something mm-hmm. pre themselves. I mean, that's like the Fantastic Four has such a tied connection to Galactus. Him being, you know, first being in the universe, you're able to have like that time span and discuss the history of that impact that has, you know, maybe Phoenix Force or something because it's like a universal constant and stuff like that. But that's a cool idea to be able to do it. That was my favorite part of the Marvel Universe books, the history ones, was the appendices. You're like, ooh, this was from, you know, this book number two from like 1964, you mm-hmm. know, stuff like that. So, yeah. That was cool. This, I mean, this book does. There, I got 30 pages in. I think it's 60 pages total. Um, and I was just like, I am tired. <laughs> my brain hurts. <laughs> I need a break because it is a lot and not all of it. Uh, makes <coughs> sense because there was a lot of weird shit that they did in these comic books back in the day. So you're reading it, they've taken like a book and like put it in a panel mm-hmm. and you're supposed to understand how that affected the whole history of the Fantastic Four and sometimes it's just really fucked up and you have no idea what's going on. So I think I'm going to need a couple reads through this one <laughs> to really get what's going on in it. It's like a textbook almost. Yeah. Feels. Yeah. You're like, well, today in class, we're going to be learning about the Fantastic Four. Turn page 65. You're like, 65. <laughs> exactly. Anthony, did you hear they're making a new Kingdom Hearts something or other? A what? New Kingdom Hearts something or other. It's pretty much just titled The Kingdom Hearts Project, but most people are thinking, <laughs> it's, is it a game? Is it, you know... Is it something else? Yeah. <laughs> is it not a game? Yeah. It's just a is video. Is it a book? Project Destati or whatever? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I don't I mean, that guy's... So, the creator of the game, um, I can't think of his name right now, but he actually made another game series. Um, and the end of Kingdom Hearts 3, if you get like the good secret ending, you get like a cutscene, it actually shows the character... Uh, Sora and Riku, like the main two protagonists, in Japan, like in Shibuya, I think, like actually shows a building that's very common. But then it, they when you look at the one big, big skyscraper in the background, it's got like a number on it, and that's a direct reference to the other game, Tetsuya Nomura, that he made. That the characters there, and they're very similar styled. It's a like a, I think it's like a Final Fantasy RPG style game or something like that. Hmm. But um, the world ends with you, or I don't remember what the name of it is. But uh, yeah, there's like this connection. And Kingdom Hearts 3, it wasn't the end of Kingdom Hearts. It was the end of that story arc. And then they use it as a reason to put Sora somewhere else. And we're going to have a different story arc with new villains trying to get Kingdom Hearts and all this jazz. And it's so funny because my roommate, Jeremy, my roommate, I was literally talking to him one time right before Kingdom Hearts 3 came out. And I was like, hey, do you want to know the story of Kingdom Hearts 3? And he unknowingly said yes, not knowing what he was getting into. It took me <laughs> 45 minutes of almost nonstop talking straight at him to explain it. And he was just like, like shocked about the whole thing. I mean, there's like web games. There was a mobile phone game that's included in the plot. It's like you need like 12 different devices in order to play <clears throat> every game over the last 20 years and good lord I still love the story that. is don't do this <clears throat> with Anthony yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay okay so, <laughs> so I got, I got the how much time do you have that's kind of a loaded question <laughs> still though you agree you like even though the story is convoluted good gameplay good here's the thing man I actually I don't 
know why, but those games just suck you into the characters. You're so mm-hmm. excited to see Goofy Donald and some Final Fantasy cartoon dude with gigantic boots and pants just like <laughs> conquer darkness. You're like, you know what? I'm on board. Mickey's in here. He's doing some like flips and stuff. He's got like this key with the his own head dangling, you know, as a keychain silhouette and not like the actual head. Just yeah, yeah. not like a talking head. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, like a keychain head. Yeah, 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 yeah. You buy from Disney World. So, what's your thoughts on Fallout seventy six? It's trash. Why is it well, trash? Why like, is it trash? Everybody keeps saying it's trash. No did, you hear about, did you hear okay. about the website? Uh, no. so Fallout first. Fallout is first website. is what they were calling their subscription based uh, in game get loot and all this shit. Which I heard there's glitches of. When you buy it, everything gets deleted from your inventory. What? Hopefully they fix that. But it's a subscription base now so that they can earn more money. Uh, and okay. someone had bought the website. Falloutfirst.com. Go to it. It is fucking hilarious. It's a parody set up to make it look kind of real. But when you're reading it, it's just it's satire and making fun of all the shit. So okay. the, pro- the problem okay. with that Fallout 76. Okay. So I actually bought it at release. Which was right. which was what uh, last last year? Last year, I think. Yeah, yeah. about that time. <laughs> um, it was incomplete. Mm-hmm, yeah, it was buggy as all heck. Mm-hmm. I mean, Heard you wouldn't that. even you don't even have to interact with it. Bugs would just happen in the world. Mm-hmm. Like you would be walking, and all of a sudden you'd see one of the bat like flying airships like spinning goofily in the Ooh. air. That sounds like fun though. They should just keep the first version of it um, so you can play it. The problem was is they would also have like these loot robots that you could shoot and then. You know, everybody would want them. So, like, the idea was it would force confrontation with other players. Um, They'd face to the ground and stuff. So, oh. you'd get people knowing where you are. You'd and, and, and you yourself, don't get anything out of it. You get nothing out of it. We just get to fight now. Um, the base, they spent a lot of time because in Fallout 4, they added base building the ability to uh. collect materials and then you can build your own base, which was cool. It's like a safe space. Go it back. It takes so much time. Put some mounted turrets on it. You know, if you're like a Minecraft minded person, it's mm. a lot of fun. Mm. Um, and that worked fairly well because that was the only thing that was already designed. Yeah. You know, the engine. Here's the other thing. They've been using the same Fallout engine for like nine, ten years. And that engine is old. Like if you look at a Fallout game or you look at Skyrim, they're the same engine, mm-hmm. you're like, why are we still using this? This is, you know, I was married when Skyrim came out, and we're mm-hmm. still using the same engine for that game. So mm-hmm. that's a while. It's way too long. You need to refresh that. But there's just it's too buggy. And then the concept for the end game was cool. You would find nuclear launch codes around the world mm-hmm. by killing monsters or like in bases, and then you could go launch a nuke anywhere else. You could destroy another player's base Ooh. with a nuke. Hmm. Um, they did have like a quick pack up feature, so if you notice the nukes oh. come to your house, get uh. home, hit the quick pack up button, and then run the heck out of there. Um, run, but <laughs> yeah, that's what's gonna yeah. happen. You're gonna yeah. be able to run from that nuke. <laughs> you can do your best. One, um, two, three, four, dead. <laughs> but once once the nuke landed, it created like you know a nuclear radiation area, but high level monsters appeared. Mm. So, like these big, gigantic, like winged beasts would come out, kind of hellish looking monsters and that was cool it was like okay I'm strong all these you know zombies and marauders aren't you know they're not that tough anymore I'm gonna fight the giant winged demon beast Mm -hmm. and I just have to launch the nuke to do it but it was just riddled with bugs it's still riddled with bugs it's been out forever now in the gaming world forever a year but Fallout First was cool it was a nice little website 
But it wasn't subscription at first? No. You would buy it, you'd pay the game, and then you the on. purchasing. Um, they also went with the loot boxes. They added those eventually, which microtransactions mm. turns me so, off the game faster. So what does that mean? That you, you can't play it unless you pay uh, no, you a can. monthly fee? Just there's different... Uh, the you can play content. it for free, but yep. getting this gives you some more coins to do things, some unlimited storage... Yep. Ultimately, pay to play, right? I mean, pr- kind pretty of, much, right? You can, in order to be way better, quick, quicker. Yes, you're, you pay this. And actually, because of that, I also just recently read there are players that are banding up, killing uh, the first people. Oh, nice! Anyone that they found that has a subscription, these groups are joining together to just annihilate <laughs> their bases Take and out kill the whales. them. And I find that pretty awesome. <laughs> hmm. It's. Uh, it's the way of gaming right now. Finally, some purpose in a video game. <laughs> gambling with eat loot- the rich. Yeah, gambling with loot boxes <laughs> and subscriptions for stuff. It's how they make their money because it would. It's not enough to make sixty, seventy dollars. I mean, that is one of the things. Games were fifty, sixty bucks for the Nintendo sixty four. So games haven't increased in price, and inflation has. So really, we should be paying eighty, ninety dollars for games. Mm-hmm. And so they're compensating by saying we can make way more if we make the game cheap. And then we just add a gambling aspect, and people spend real money gambling on boots for their character, you know, stuff like that. So, other video game news, uh, Terminator Resistance, which was a video game that was supposed to come out this week, has been delayed until December. And there's rumors that this, it has nothing to do with the latest movie that just came out, but what they're thinking is... It has to do, the, the move has to do with the latest out. movie that just came out. Because <laughs> Terminator Dark Fate is not doing too well at the box office, which sucks. I haven't seen it yet. I plan on seeing it this week. I love Terminator. In fact, I watched Terminator 2 and 3 this past weekend because I found it was on Hulu and love those two movies, even 3. Actually, I love them all, even the shitty ones, for certain different reasons. They think if they just put Arnold on screen, yeah. people will just, you know... Toss money at them. Yeah. Well, I think though, as the Terminator, James Cameron came also, back, so I think they have a decent script. Then what happened? You know, I don't. I don't think that. I assume immediately when this came out, I was like, "That's gonna suck." Like, I watched a little trailer and I was like, "Nah." I mean, I was excited for a second. Yeah. Then I saw trailer, I was like, ah. So this is how much it's kind of sucking. So domestically, they've made twenty-seven million opening weekend, but you also look for overseas uh, receipts as well. It's only made about twenty million it's in China. The timing, you know? Yeah, because Halloween, everyone was out Halloweening and Halloweening. Yes, Halloween. bunch of Halloweenies, Halloweening. But it uh, needs to make about four hundred and seventy million <laughs> to make even, as they say, because it was about one hundred ninety-six million to produce, and then you throw in all their everything else, uh, Hollywood accounting. That's uh, not going to happen. Long uphill <laughs> climb. Hopefully. Yeah. You know, I haven't really heard reviews so much of it, and I know that I will see it and I'll give my honest review. Uh, But we all know that. Yes. (laughs) Tony, stop, please, don't hold back. But James Cameron had wanted to do another trilogy to kind of finally wrap up his (laughs) thoughts on what Terminator should have gone towards, and this looks to kind of be uh, derailing those plans. They need to switch it. I, I. saw a Reddit post yesterday that recommended that the next Terminator movie should be instead of trying to go back and kill a human, that Skynet should be sending a robot robot back to protect an the inventor Terminator? of Skynet. Oh. 
and that the humans are sending the Terminator back to try to kill that person. You have a flip mm. on the protection is of the bad guy, the guy making Skynet, yeah. but he doesn't know he's kept in the dark and blah, blah, blah. It can open some nice plot options. Which makes him even more evil. Yes. Just the fact that they're sent, the humans are sending stuff back to kill him. He's like, well, fuck that. I'm making Skynet. <laughs> Skynet keeps me alive, so I'm gonna make it happen. Uh-huh. My buddy. I'm so curious because I've stayed away from... I've watched the trailer, but not really reading much on it, of who it is they're trying to protect in, in this movie. And I've always thought, why would they not, uh, you know, stop or whoever came up with time travel? Mm-hmm. You know, get There's rid of that. There's a lot of people the robots. kill to change Skynet. The robots kill. Well, it's inevitable, though. Things will always happen. It's fate. I know. Oh, he Dark said fate. the name of the movie. Dark fate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a not really bright fate. Uh, what would you call that? Uh, I think they a talked shadow about fate. Um, something about the uh, Into the Spider Verse two in twenty twenty two. I'm so yes. excited about that. Yep. But the reason it's so far away is because that's how long it took to make the first one. Yeah. Like four years. But no one knew. And they were. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like no one knew. They're like we're just making. They're just making this movie. When it just. And all of a sudden it comes out and everyone's like, this is incredible. Yeah, right. Make another one next year. And they're like, hey, <laughs> it took like can. three years to make that. <laughs> and and all the all the Easter eggs, all the different things that oh, they yeah. put into it, it's going to have to take four years, you know, maybe even five because, wow. I think, is it, is it called 2022? It they comes have out, this really weird deadline? April 8th, 2022. <laughs> it would be so funny. Why would it not it come out, out February 2nd or something? That would, mm. why? two, 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 two. Ooh, Spider Verse really Two missed. on the That's two. They really missed two twenty two. Yeah, something's coming out that day. You know it. Some movie is going to be a second. They're like uh, Waterworld Two, two. <laughs> <laughs> Electric Boogaloo, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Deep Electric, boogaloo. and we'll we'll hate it and then we'll see it because it's on two two twenty two, which mm. is a Sunday. A terrible day to release movies. So what's uh, interesting is speaking about twos. His Dark Materials, which is debuting now as of posting this episode, would have debuted uh, this past Sunday night, has already filmed season two. They pretty much already have that pretty much wrapped up. Nice. Because that's how you do it. When they made the first one, which was called... Uh, the, the, You're talking about the movie? Yeah. Golden Compass? Yes. When they first made that, they didn't have... They were like, how is this going to work? Is everybody going to be okay with this? And they didn't make plans to... You know, film mm-hmm. well, and because that movie's horseshit, but <laughs> it didn't follow. But they didn't know that until <laughs> yes. they released it. Well, that movie got a lot of backlash too. So there's going to be a lesson here: make make the movie like the book. Well, it, yes, That's and also here. don't make us right wait four years in between seasons for shit. I was just talking to uh, someone about movies and this and that, and then they brought up Altered Carbon. Do you guys remember that yeah. show? Yeah, yeah, Force that was like three, four years ago, mm-hmm. where the fuck is the next season on that? And there's been no news on it. But that was such a hit. <laughs> they bad. greenlit a se- second season. Is it secretly filming right now? Because I haven't heard anything of any production stuff. That's what I think about everything. Like, is it secretly filming right now? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. They're in some underground base <laughs> where all their sets are artificial just so that they can keep it secret. They call it underground, but it's on the moon. <laughs> so Marvel uh, added Ant-Man 3 to its uh, calendar now. Mm-hmm. And that is good. Paul Rudd is awesome. Awesome. I love Paul Rudd. Hey, did you get to see that Living With Yourself? I have not that watched it yet. It was really, really good. It's really, really, really good. Show. And so much fun. Paul Rudd at his best. Man. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I this, mean, the first ep- the first episode is a little bit like first episode-y, but like the rest of it yeah, you know, just it's really kicks good. off hard. It's really good. He did the hot ones too, which is always yes, fun to watch. He, he yeah. nailed that. Yeah, didn't he take did. any Dude, milk or water. Oh, the little puddle here yeah. at the end of all the hot sauces. I'm like, that would just be hideous. And the bomb would probably just ruin the whole thing. Anyway, yeah. So. But this is looking to come out in 2022 as well. It's going to be a big year. Mm. I can wait for that. Um, just survive. Spiders All you got to do is just not get hit by a car. Here are the bugs. Car. Just cars are the worst. <laughs> uh, HBO Max is the next streaming service they've announced. And because it's a Warner Brothers owned property, there's a lot of DC shows that are going to be coming to HBO Max, including a Green Lantern one. Ooh. With um, Ryan Reynolds? <laughs> that He'll would make be a amazing. cameo. Yeah. <laughs> Like, this is, I hope this is a better world. I mean, in Deadpool 2, he did kill yes. Green Lantern and Ryan Reynolds. Right. Yes. Yes. Which was just so nice. And, uh... I think that a TV show is probably a better way to go with Green Lantern because mm. it is such a big I like the animated world. show that they did. The last one that they did. I like that. Yeah. So. Uh, it's being done by Berlanti Productions, which does all the CW shows. Oh, uh, so Guaranteed, oh beautiful person. Yeah. So that has me a little apprehensive. And they're also doing a strange adventure show. Costume. Yeah. Are they yes. Do you know if they're yes. going to use so the, the whole Flashpoint thing they're doing? I never uh, learned. Or whatever that. I don't know. Th- infinite. Is it Infinite Crisis? I don't think that these shows are going to be tied to that universe. I think it's going to be separate. And <clears throat> I would imagine that these are going to be slightly more adult than the ones that are on the CW. So. Yeah. Um, I love hearing about teen superheroes and their teen superhero problems. Well, the the other show that's going to be on HBO Max is from Elizabeth Banks, and it's like superhero high, basically. It's literal. Yeah, so it's DC characters in high school before they become superheroes, which is supposed to be a comedy, which gives me a little bit more hope. It's not going to be a drama of angsty superheroes. Which sounds terrible, um, but the so there was that one show that NBC did that was like almost like a damage control sort of show with uh, Alan Tudyk was in it. He played Bruce Powers, Wayne's cousin. I it yes, was oh my god, that show was amazing. So if it's anything like that, I hope that it'll be good. But I think uh, the Green Lantern one, maybe, maybe, maybe it can redeem the movie. Did maybe? you guys last week talk about? Free one year Disney Plus subscription. Yeah, the contest. Not the contest. If you have Verizon, unlimited data, you get uh, your first year free. Oh, that's so. I got. Wow. I was in it. I'm included. You can get it. You like if you were to get unlimited data now, you still count or whatever. Hmm. It just is included with there. But yeah, so. We all come over to my house and watch Disney Plus for free if you guys want. I do plan on doing that. Uh, Lynn, you got an update on the Watchmen Watch? What did you think on the last week's episode? Can I step out real quick? <laughs> um, it, again, I just have more questions. More and more questions. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the character that I'm really starting to enjoy, though, is... Um, what's his name? Looking Glass or Mirror mm-hmm. or whatever. He's very much like a Rorschach sort of replacement. Oh, yeah. Um, and I love the way they're playing more into his mask, looking like using the reflections to look like a Rorschach mask. Hmm. Um, yeah, it was, it's just, what I... What do you think about the clones at the end? And the play? Uh, 
Yeah, that was crazy. He Creepy, has cre- lost his fucking mind. So yes. that's going to be interesting. It it is super creepy. Um the minute I saw it set on fire, I was like, "Oh shit, he's making these people." Cuz I yeah. knew, I knew I I knew that's exactly what was going on there. Going to be the new yeah. Philip. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Like what the fuck is going on? One of the bigger things, the question is what that old man says is that Dr. Manhattan doesn't need to be naked and and blue. (laughs) Yeah. He could just be a human disguised. Right. That's holy shit complications. Especially because people are 24-7 watching him up there. What if that is all distraction? He's faking it and... He's really walking amongst Someone men. goes up there and touches it. It just crumbles. <laughs> More importantly, he could be walking around without his dick out all the time, but he chooses to do that. <laughs> yeah. He's just walking around with his dick out just because he wants to. If you're not Charles, I know about blue dick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming he's sitting on the moon. He's in Mars. Mars. On Mars. Just like yeah, the moon. Correct. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Pretending. So he's, he's like... Which makes me think it's not real, but he is a, just a constant threat mm-hmm. to the Earth that right. keeps people kind he... of in line with everything that's going on on Earth because they're protecting them against this constant threat that's mm-hmm. still on Mars that they can yep. see every day. That can do anything. Yeah. Until they re- until after that, that's how it's working, right? Yeah. Like eventually he's going to have to just completely leave, but him still being there means it's not. The point at which he realizes, well, that didn't fucking work. Yeah. Why did Ozzy do that shit? Yeah. We talked about it briefly before. I'm switching gears now. That's uh, of uh, <laughs> DC and their timeline and their official timeline of the comic books and everything and what that's looking like going in the future. Well, there's been some glimpses and some leaks that have come out now of what that is. They are taking everything that's happened from all the crises to every single storyline that they've had and they're setting them up into like four uh, what they call eras or generations and one of the things that has come out is that the first superhero the first anything is Wonder Woman she is the catalyst that inspired many other people to become who they are nowadays so that's a difference from who was ever the first uh, within the DC world, much as like as we go back to Marvel, the founding of the Fantastic Four is kind of the establishment of Marvel with the exceptions of some of the beings that have come about before in, in time. But some of the things also within this timeline that you can briefly glimpse is that Clark is six years older than Bruce um, from when they've established Six years him. older? Yeah. Wow, Bruce has lived a hard life. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm more or less looking into how, like I said, continuity, finding out the causes and effects, who did this to who, to make them a villain here, for them to then change to be a superhero again. Um, I can't wait till more of this uh, starts coming out and they officially have the DC history and I can throw away my old one that I bought a couple years ago that <laughs> Pretty much went out the window when they did uh, Rebirth anyways Or New mm-hmm. 52 mm-hmm. Or any of the other times they've just retconned mm-hmm. Their entire mm-hmm. So yeah. many times 
so many times. So many times. It's like an etch a sketch pad. Yeah, that's what they do. <laughs> sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes they didn't mean to erase it, but they bumped it off the shelf oh, and no. they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh no, I did a we, wrong line here. Uh, what? <laughs> what were we doing? Fuck it. <laughs> Screw that. Uh, Anthony, you got booze in a book? <clears throat> I do. So this week I actually read like four of them, four or five of them, but the. Uh, Doctor Strange is my favorite Marvel character, and I figured I can't be my, my favorite Marvel character if I'm not reading the book. So, started reading the book. Cool story. Um, loses his powers. Has to... He's traveling the universe, attempting to figure out why and how to get them back. But in the meantime, uh, he is using tools to augment his abilities. So, wands and things like that, mm. that kind of charge them up. And he's got <clears throat> some cool stuff where... He's combining science and magic a little bit uh, to give a little extra boost. Um, I think in comic four, they find the time stone. I think that it's four or five. So the time stone's introduced, um, fights the uh, super scroll there with that. That's a, a fun little, that was the, where I stopped. So it was nice Turns out combat. that uh, Dr. Strange has just been getting old. So he takes it Viagra <laughs> and he gets his powers back. <laughs> that's that's not far off from one of the theories. So, <laughs> um, it basically his it's powers... going to be self doubt. That's what it's going to be, right? Well, it's kind of thing is because you can charge with the wand. That's the power right there. Yes, using you, you know when you get older things don't work right, so you have to use some tools to help out. You know, <laughs> little spice little things pinkies, up. You know? Yeah, spice <laughs> things up. Uh, so that's what I've been reading. Um, and just because it's a little magic, uh, I did a cocktail that changes colors. Mm, so cool. specifically, uh, you, it is a Southeast Asian blossom, flower blossom, called Belure. That's B apostrophe L-U-R-E. So that's what you need. And you can take any clear drink, like uh, vodka or something like that. You put a couple drops in it, and it makes it indigo. So you have a nice indigo hue to it. And then after that, if you add lemon or lime juice, it will change the color from blue to pink or purple because of the acidity. See, a little fun magic trick. That would have been fun last week. It's like litmus paper. And uh, I was looking up an article on it, and it's actually pretty uh, available. You can just order it, like, online and get shipped to you, and it's not super expensive. Buy stock. Quick. (laughs) (laughs) Know that because we've recommended it here, <laughs> yep. that it will go out uh, out of business to selling all of it. Uh, no, but it, nice little fun uh, party trick if you give everybody like a indigo. It doesn't really affect the taste a whole lot. It might give it a little bit of floral, but you're only doing a couple drops. Mix it in, give it to somebody, and then be like, "Oh yeah, you should probably squeeze your lime into it." And they'll be like, "Oh my god, it's purple!" I'm freaking out. And then throw it in your face, you <laughs> warlock, <laughs> demon, demon. <laughs> yeah, thank you. But yeah, there's no real uh, name to the drink. You can just do whatever liquor you're, of your choice. So. Sounds awesome. I have uh, two quick stories that I just want to throw out there because even though Halloween is over, we can celebrate Halloween in our hearts all the time. Every uh, day. The first one... Uh, we, all, we all have a skeleton inside <laughs> of us, so... These are both about two younger kids. Uh, first one that we shared on our Facebook page was... Uh, Story of a 15-year-old son during trick-or-treating, just dressed kind of like a shield agent and didn't go trick-or-treating. He just saw any kids that were dressed up as superheroes and handed out cards (laughs) saying, do you want to join S.H.I.E.L.D.? The Marvel Initiative, or the uh, Avengers Initiative. Yeah, Avengers Initiative. Imagine how cool that would be for a kid to be like, 
I just had a shield agent come like what like that would probably make their day and that this kid decided you know that's what I wanted to do yeah. that's really awesome really Sam Jackson needs to get off his butt and literally be doing this wow yeah. that would be so cool on Halloween just be like Sam I would Jackson go home up. get a get a costume come back can I get a one of those Sam I want to join <laughs> yeah. Um, the other one, uh, which uh, caught note for from Chris Evans, who shared it, and this has gone viral as well, was a young boy who uh, later has been identified as Jackson, who came up to a house. Uh, these people's Nest camera had seen what happened, and their bowl that they just had out there with Halloween candy was totally empty. So this kid started taking candy from his own bag to put it in there so that other kids coming by would then have candy to, to grab and share. And that's one of the most heartwarming things, you know, to see a little kid do. So obviously Chris Evans thought that was amazing and wanted to share this story. And since then it's gone viral and the people of this house, they've identified the boy and they're going to give him a little gift certificate to go buy a toy or something and be rewarded for his generous gesture. And uh, there's good in, good in humanity, good in kids, I should say. The kind of news we need There's good in humanity too. Um... Real quick, uh, every year Jason Inman, who is a comic book creator, what used to be in the military, does a comic drive to send to sh- soldiers overseas with a organization called Operation Gratitude. It is going on right now through the end of November. So if you have comic books you want to get rid of, just throw them. At, go to his website, look, Google it, go to it, throw them in a box, send them to them. They send them to people overseas, so they have just a little bit of things to nice. keep their mind off the stupid bullshit that they have to deal with. Um, there's a couple different things that you have to do in order to send them. So just make sure you go to the website and check it out. It's, uh, jawin52.wixsite.com. So it's J-A-W-I-I-N-52.wixsite, W-I-X-S-I-T-E.com. Um, and get all the rules. Not, there's not a lot, but there's things they want you to do so they can keep track of how many books they're getting and stuff like that. So I just thought that was something cool and I'm always looking for ways to get rid of my comic books that aren't just going in the garbage or selling them. So if you want to send them, do it. Alrighty. Uh, next week is Grand Rapids Comic Con. We will be there. We will be square. Always. We're always square. And Are you uh, dressing up, Tony? We're shaving off all our hair. Well, hold up. I didn't agree with that. With Nair. <laughs> I definitely didn't agree to that. I don't care. <laughs> this is too much that we are going to share. <laughs> Listen to uh, us if you dare. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we will be there uh, doing some interviews that will be coming out and probably doing what we normally do at the con is just sit and grab a beer and yeah. discuss kind of the highlights that we've seen. So Gail Simone's going to be there. I'm very excited. Patrick Warburton, yeah. Warburton is going to be there. Yep. The fun and fabulous Ming Chen, who uh, we've hung out with on random occasions. He's always a good time. Ming then, Chen. of course, the always source, a good time. Always source a good point time. Uh, crew and family. Of course. So, yeah, so it's going to be fun. So definitely uh, you should all come try to find us at Grand Rapids Comic Con this weekend. And with that, uh, I guess let the music, Christmas music roll. Sure. I really think that it should wait until after Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's but. it's in our progressive future. Thanksgiving's probably going to end up disappearing from the modern family because you know killing Indians and all that jazz. But 
So it's basically Christmas time anyways. It's a really fun way to end the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just enough Native American, so it's okay. Stay thirsty for dark history. Down with Thanksgiving, down with Christmas, because, you know. 